I like how the similar photographies in the movies, like how they shot every scenes very dramatically. So I actually applied those things into shooting sports. This is Big Lens Fast Shutter Special Interview Series, Time to Spare with Revocal and Matt Cohen. For over eight years, Ree and Matt have been discussing and helping others to become better sports photographers. In this series, they talk to other sports creatives about what they do, how they got there, and what they're working on. On this episode, Ree talks to Lamson Yip, event sports photographer, multimedia and graphic designer, and founder of LYDP. Here's Ree. This interview idea came from our producer Rob, who always has great ideas which Matt and I never follow through for whatever excuses that we have. But we jumped on this one as both Matt and I really don't have anything productive to do at this moment. And all of our sports photographer colleagues uh, around the world are woefully close to hanging themselves because there are no sports for us to photograph. I see this as a uh, humanitarian mission to save sports photographers from doing something stupid as well as an interview. Rather, as Rob puts it, a conversation with sports photographers around the world. Uh, brought to you by Corona, the virus, and not the beer, in case we want this to be sponsored by the beer in the near future. Today, we introduce you to Lam San Ip. I'm going to always do this because it's very, very important right now. Uh, it's at L-A-M-P-S-O-N uh, on Instagram because, you know, we are visual uh, people that we need to actually have more followers. And uh, he is a sports photographer from Hong Kong. Have you heard of Big Lens Fast Shutter? And did you know it's the most popular sports photography podcast in the world? Well, uh, sadly, I never heard of it because <laughs> broadcast, broadcast is not popular in Hong Kong. We don't have anything to to broadcast from oh, Hong Kong. So Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't even know there's a there's an app it's called Broadcast <laughs> until I saw your your email. <laughs> this is off to a flying start. So uh yes, we are a very popular sports photography podcast. Like we I mean if you type our um name in google like sports talk, well not not our name like if you just type in sports photography podcast we all we come up at the top it's that popular yeah crazy after i saw the email i i heard yeah i google it i go to the website i i listened to a few of the episode and go to the Flickr, went to learn from, from <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It sounds like we're forcing you to do this. So, so how are you today? Everything? Yeah, everything. Just stay at home. Just stay at home. Nothing much. Yeah. Study the photos, edit some old pictures, keeping updates, the social media, play Instagram, watch Netflix. Just like everyone else. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's start off with um, how did you, you know, become a sports photographer? Well, uh, at first, I'm uh, actually a graphic designer, and uh, but I, I like to watch soccer. I like to watch basketball. I'm a huge fan of the Arsenal Football Club, and 
there's a friend of mine that plays fencing in the in the university. Oh, and fencing! One day I, yeah, and I used to play fencing as well. So uh, oh. we're kind of close close friend. And one day he asked me to help uh, take photos of him, and then I start to connect with the sports department in the in the university. Mm-hmm. And the next year they hire me to cover all the university sports game. And at that time, I'm still a graphic designer from Monday to Friday. And at the weekends, I go cover the university games for about like two or three years. And then um, luckily, the university team was sponsored by Nike in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And some of the people from Nike Hong Kong saw the pictures and they like it. And they contacted me and they wanted to hire me to do more assignments. And then I decided to quit my graphic design jobs and go full-time into sports photography. Why do you think you are good at what you do? I think it's the maybe the unique way of taking sports photo. Mm-hmm. Like not like other sports photographers just pay attention to the action and they basically don't know about the... the the other things than the action, like there's a lot of things you can cover in sports, like the the emotions, the celebrations, the before the games, you know, the characters of the athletes, uh, maybe the details of the game, some of the things that normally people don't pay attention to. Usually, the the brands or the commercial, the PR, they like to see something different, and I think. That's why I, I kind of unique in what I'm doing right now. I also believe in sports photography. It just isn't just all about action. I think a lot of people think that's all about it. Whenever we are teaching people um, on our podcast or on our video about how to shoot better sports photography, people really just concentrate on the action, but. I don't think a lot of people really understand that sports is a very emotional, you know, thing. There is winning and there is losing. And there are so many moments that are between the action that are quite, you know, beautiful and interesting and something that most people don't really get to see. And uh, it's very, very nice for uh, someone to actually say that kind of stuff because it's something that is quite forgotten especially like in a world where sports photographs have to be sent, you know, during the match and they all tend to be yeah. shit. And yeah, it's very, very bad. Do you get any sort of inspiration from your sports photography? Like, do you get it from somewhere specific or is it just in your head or do you go out and do something very specific for you to get some more inspiration well, I, I like uh, I like watching movies. I like how the cinematographies in the movies, like how they shot every scenes very dramatically. So I like to apply those things into shooting sports, where you 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 kind of feel the tension and dramatic mood or the atmosphere of, of the game. I like to use that, and people usually say like like the pictures are so dramatic that looks like from a movie. For the basic stuff, I, I like to look at 
Getty images. Like almost every time I like when because in Hong Kong we don't we don't have too many professional sports league, so we have to shoot a lot of things. We don't actually shoot like all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we shoot soccer. Sometimes we have to shoot basketball. We have to shoot tennis. We have to do all kinds of sports to in order to live to earn money. <laughs> So whenever I, I I start to, for example, if I'm going to shoot tennis tomorrow, maybe I haven't shoot it for like few months. So I have to look. I like to go to the Getty images and look at the, maybe the pictures of the week. Maybe just search for popular tennis photo and see and study how how the others like the world class, how the top class photographer, how would they shoot tennis? Like how would they? find interesting angles that though that I never thought about and then apply to maybe I'm just maybe I'm just shooting a local tennis game but I like to apply others the top people how did they shoot apply those things to to the locals to the high school game so the high school teachers or the, the clients and they look at the picture they feel like wow you shoot my student that looks like he's playing for the Grand Slam yeah so this kind of my my practice to to prepare for for the assignment. I mean, you said you're a big uh, Arsenal fan. Like, would you like to go and shoot the Premiership yeah. at some point? Of of course, <laughs> that's my checklist. I like to. I have a few things in my mind, like, like going to shoot for Premier League. I also like watching American football as well. Because, oh, NFL. Uh, okay. A comic books. Yeah, a comic books from Japan. It's very popular in, in Indonesia. Like, comic books. You about. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. comic. It's called Aishio Twenty One. It's about uh, running back in Japan. But, uh, yeah, we have uh, one or two local American football team in Hong Kong. I got to cover. I think I'm the only one in Hong Kong that. <laughs> shoot the football. only sports photographer in Hong Kong know how to shoot American football <laughs> yeah. yeah but I it's think it's the rare. good thing is that you're the only person well I'm sure there's not that many people there so you get to have a lot of good access no? that's true do you get that's to true. shoot the locker room as well? basically everything but we don't have we even don't have a field or anything that it's that is the the American football field we just use the rugby field of the rugby team ah, I see. to play okay. the American football. <laughs> yeah. So they <laughs> they yeah, they just change on the fields a lot. But I get to follow them to play in China, in Taiwan, in, oh okay. In many other places. That is very, but very good. Of course only in Asia. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One day I would love to go to shoot the NFL or maybe the World Cup, I don't know. What is on your bucket list right now for like a, uh, the sports or the event that you would like to to take a picture of? Well, I think like as a sports photographer, we kind of I, I kind of think myself like an athlete, like an athlete. You always want to challenge yourself. Like you play, you play in your 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 area, and then you play for a country, and then you go to the highest level like the olympics or the world cup of course you have to go like step by step like my i my first checklist that got checked is shooting for nike because okay. when i study graphic design nike is always like our dream job to work for nike you know they have great 
great advertising, great promoting materials. You always think that the, the great logo design, everything was so visually good. And then I always copy their, their style. Like I always look for their, their, their captions to use it, apply on my photos. I just copy, find the right captions. Like they always have to do it, those okay. kind of things. Yeah, I always like to use that. Uh, this Nike is kind of one of my inspiration as well. Like, no, interesting. Uh, okay, and stuff. Yeah, how they how they like promote sports, any kind of sports. You always find the great ads, and you can see how they they shoot the ads and learn from the angles of how they see things, and then apply it to my. And th- that is my first choice, and then the second one is. Uh, uh, working for Getty Images, that because I always look for their photos, and then I always dream about one day maybe I can my picture be published for with like in the Getty Images website, and I accomplished that like maybe two years ago. I'm become a contributor for Getty Images, and uh, next one of course the the Olympics, but I have no idea what happened for Olympics this uh, year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Yeah, maybe, but they, 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 I think they are, they determined to make it happen this year. I don't know how, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Like, unless they want to play, like, uh, have all the, uh, the events without anyone there, but yeah, that's possible because I'm supposed to also go as well. I don't think, as far as like, you know, how, what, how am I should basically seeing things here in Europe and then. I get my information because my parents live in Japan and um, we talk Ooh. about it a lot about the whole coronavirus and I don't think it's very realistic at this point for this to happen this summer. I hope it, it does. You have to delay it for a few months or something. Or next year. <laughs> but the Euro is already pushed yeah, to the next year so I don't really know. It's, like It's rare. The Euro pushed to next year but they still call it Euro. 2020. Yeah, that was quite funny as well. It's like call it by 2021. Just put one, you know. No, don't put 2020. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a strange, strange thing. For the past like couple of years, um, let's say they past like maybe two years, were there like any like really great shoots you had, or like really bad ones you had as well? In the top of your head. Wow. I think the last two years was quite lucky i don't have many bad shoes that i remember because i, me- I just remember the bad shoot is the first assignment that i i shoot for nike <laughs> well okay. uh, it was in in summer uh kevin durant came to visit in hong kong ah he did the asian then, tour huh? kevin durant yeah yeah, yeah, in, yeah in the summer and then that that is my first assignment with nike but uh i think i i I didn't meet the client's requirements, so end up they use none of my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they use someone else. That's good. That's where I learn learn something from it, and then yeah. luckily they they keep finding me back and they keep hiring me for. So that that was three years, three or four years ago. I think last couple of years, I think I I've been to uh, one of the biggest event in my career is to cover the Asian game. In, ah, yes, Asian games, yeah. In, in, yeah, in Jakarta, mm-hmm. which is like the 
kind of like the Olympics for the Asian yes. Asia country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I took some of. Yeah, I think that is like a good experience for for, especially a lot of Hong Kong athletes can participate. You get to shoot for your country, and you can feel feel just different when you shoot. If you shoot Arsenal, yeah, that would be great. But it's different feeling when you get to shoot your own country athletes. You just feel like you feel more tension in the game. You get nervous when you see your your country athletes playing on in front of. Yeah, I, I do actually get that because I um I'm half German and I'm half Japanese. So whenever I've had to shoot Japan or Germany in the World Cup. So I've been to how many three World Cups now at this point. I think every single time I've shot it, it was just you have like that extra bit of pressure, maybe or a little bit of tension in yourself. Yeah. I think at the same time, like I have to tell myself, like I'm actually here to work. I'm not here to be a fan of my country. So I think the biggest one was when Germany won、uh, when they played against、um, Argentina. Yeah, and then like Gutz、yeah. scored that goal, and all I can like every cell in my body is telling me to celebrate, and I basically said no, I'm going to shoot this. I can celebrate later on. I basically ended up like not celebrating ever. <laughs> so I just like yeah, I, I finished shooting and I just came back to the media center and I was like,、oh, I didn't celebrate. And it's the time has already passed, you know. So yeah, it's a.、Uh, It's it's very like you have to. I understand like it's that you have like that national pride and you're very、mm-hmm. happy for the athletes and you're very excited that you're shooting for your own country. But yeah, the the control it takes for you to like not get up and start cheering for your team as a photographer is very difficult to do. You know. Yes, you have to be very concentrated. Try try to be. I remember uh the. The the last、uh, like last year I I shoot for a Hong Kong athlete.、Uh, she's a swimmer and she's、uh, in Singapore swimming to qualify for the Olympics. I'm the only one, the only photographer coming from Hong Kong to to cover her her work because her swim because she's a, a sponsor athlete of Nike Hong Kong, so. I have to take pictures of her, in, but but we, we but I have no idea if he, she's going to qualify or not when when she when she's swimming or, or during the competition. But now、uh, when when she like she's swimming backstroke fifty、uh, meters, I think, and then when she touched the the finish line, and then I have no idea if she's going to qualify or not because the scoreboard is behind me. But she's in front of me, touching the finish line. So I have to concentrate on not looking to turn around to to look at the scoreboard because I have to make sure I capture her first reaction when yes, she knows、yes. she qualified or not. Yeah. So that's the struggle, and, and lucky she qualified, and I got the face of her very shockingly, unbelievably thing. Oh, she qualified, and she, that is her fourth time qualified for it. Her, the moment when she know it, that expression is like 
priceless. Yeah, it's difficult, huh? Like it's uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to hold it. Try not. I cannot look at the score. <laughs> I to focus. I focus. I think it'll be the same thing. Like if you ever shoot uh, Arsenal at Emirates, you know, for you to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope you get to. I do already it, got right? very. Ex- I already got very excited when last like two years ago she. Uh, the Arsenal team go to Singapore for the summer tour. Okay. And then I fly over Singapore to shoot Arsenal. I got so excited. <laughs> it's not even a Premier League game. <laughs> I cannot imagine that I get to shoot Premier League. I remember the first time when I got to go, where was it? What was the most exciting thing? It might have been Arsenal because I've always wanted to go to Highbury and I never did as a oh, sports yeah. photographer. That's my only my first time yeah. was like ever was to Emirates and I'm kind of like a sort of Arsenal support. Like I'm not really like big time, you know. It's just I read this book called Fever Pitch before I lived okay. in London and then I just kind of like, you know, decide like I need to decide on a team and I was like well if we have Chelsea we have Spurs we have Arsenal we have um, whoever else we have um, that's about it really and then I decided to, to yeah choose uh, went for Arsenal because at that time they were playing that uh, you know quite devastating football with uh, Wenger yeah, yeah I remember like the first time when I arrived in Emirates and I was like looking at everything I thought like wow this is quite amazing I have to say that the stands are quite further back so you don't really get that feeling of the fans behind you when you're shooting you're quite far back you know um the older stadiums yeah 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 but the older stadiums in england like what was the one i went like aston villa very nice stadium because they're right behind you the fans so you have like that really quite close atmosphere you know, like Stanford Bridge is quite close, right? Stanford Bridge, like the Chelsea one is quite Stanford Bridge, yes, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually been there quite a lot of times at this point. Even to the point that back in the days, when it's like maybe 2007, 2008, one of my friends asked me if he can come with me. And I was like, well, what are you going to do over there? It's like, yeah, I can be your assistant. It's like, okay. So I applied him and me and then we both got in so he basically sat next to me for the entire match and that was yeah for him like a really good experience like i just wanted to like make sure that i didn't get caught (laughs) just like smuggling in someone that wasn't supposed to be there you know but is he taking pictures over there or just watch the game he was just watching the game (laughs) whoa Okay. <laughs> I'm a good seat as well. Yeah, for free. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yes, but I don't think you can do that anymore, unfortunately. It's, it's, much, it's much tougher to get in, to get someone yeah, who I, is I tried not to, I tried to find a way to apply for the media pass, and I saw there's a lot of criteria. You have to like, submit um, a lot of work. Yeah, for the Premiership, yes, but for Champions League, it's much easier. So if you want to oh, go yeah. and shoot... Uh, championship Europa League you know so like next season if you want to go and shoot Arsenal or you know I guess Arsenal and if during the Europa League it's much easier for you to get in you just have to send the accreditation request to Arsenal and say like you can just like if Nike Hong Kong can let you but they're not sponsored by Nike anymore are they they're Puma right no 
the editors now. Ah, the editors now. They keep on changing. Yeah. So, like, if you can get, like, a magazine to, like, kind of sponsor you and say, like, oh, this, you know, Hong Kong magazine wants to do a special on Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, just write them an email that way. And if you can get AIPS card. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah, but that'll be very helpful. When it's well. very tricky because uh, I have to be a, a member of the Hong Kong Sports Photographer Association first. Mm-hmm. You have to start from your local like association. But the problem is like the Hong Kong Sports Association, they don't accept any freelance photographer. Really? Accept. Yeah, they only have to, you have to be a full time reporter or anything. Okay. Yeah, that's why I, the Olympics or anything from the Europe, I'm still finding ways to get. That sucks. Huh? Yeah. I'm trying to tell them, like, in I've been looking at the, the, the Sports Photographer Association in England and in, in the United States. They all accept, like, freelance photographers. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. just have to prove your. That you work. You are working. Yeah. yeah. But they. They say I don't want too many members to be in their association. That's crazy. If the Hong Kong Sports Photographers Association is listening to this interview, please give uh, <laughs> Lam Son a membership because yeah, he's good. He's a good photographer, you know. And uh, listen, you don't have to like let that many people and just like just let him in. Then you know we'll discuss the other freelance members later on. But it'll be a good start. You know what? Let's move into. Uh, I wanted to ask. I want to to talk to you about the gears because now we have okay. kind of moved slowly, moving into mirrorless stage mirrorless. of yes, of photography. Yeah. Um, what are you currently using for your equipment? I'm using the Sony A9 right now. Okay. How do you find it? I usually shoot with Nikon, mm-hmm. but um, I. Lo- I've been using Sony maybe four years ago. I used to have a small APS-C Sony camera because mm-hmm. I like the the rotate LCD screen and the small camera body because I can get to like the lower angle of it. Some mm-hmm. of the camera angles that DS, DSLR cannot get. Mm-hmm. And then when the A9 came out, I switched immediately because the the A9 basically match like this it's a full frame camera and the frame rate it's it's crazy and the EVF is doesn't have any delay at all and the no blackout screen is actually perfect for sports because the blackout of DSL sometimes maybe you would miss something mm-hmm. when you are shooting sports because the actions come so fast mm-hmm. of course there are some drawbacks of the the, the yeah, the the mirrors, but uh, I think the potential of the mirrors is much bigger than the traditional DS, DSLR. But when 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 I saw the Canon one D X, one D X Mafi came out, I think it is possible if you can combine the two, two percentage of the two two things together, you can actually make a the camera that better. I think so. Yeah, I do think so. Like, I'm not like, I don't really know, like technical stuff a lot. Like I I have a cousin who knows a lot more, but he's not even a photographer. But he I just usually ask him from what I heard from him and also like another photographer that the A9 has a bit of a buffer problem. So you cannot shoot continuously 
for a long time. Is that true? I've tried maybe uh, because the highest frame rate is uh, one second with twenty frames. Mm-hmm. I've tried maybe ten to twelve seconds of holding the the whole whole shutter because like I have to like when you shoot soccer, you shoot the whole process of the player scoring the goal and then celebrate and then mm-hmm. hug everyone, scream. So that is about ten seconds. After twelve or thirteen seconds, the buffer kind of. But you 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 can still shoot the the action. You can still take pictures, but it takes time for the pictures to load into the camera, so you cannot preview anything yet. Like like when you shoot for sport event, you. I don't know like how everyone goes, but I usually like take pictures and then I look at the have a quick look and then tag all the pictures and then send to the computers. If you take like a hundred photo, you have to wait for the camera to write all the photos to the camera and then you can look at the look at the images and then tag them or lock the pictures and then send to the computer. So okay. that is the time you have to wait. I see. I see. Okay. What is your favorite lens that you're using on the A9 Reveal right now? Lens. Yeah. I find the uh, 100-400. I use that quite often. Mm-hmm. And uh, because uh, for for mostly for shooting in Hong Kong, especially, like uh, you you can walk around the field quite a lot and in the daytime this lens is perfect and it's not like a heavy prime lens mm-hmm. and you can fit in the bag easily sometimes i have to travel if of course only for daylight sports like if i have to shoot for with the i have to go with the taiwan or china i would just bring this lens and one wide angle lens and then i can put them in the backpack and just go very high quality focus very it's good is it, is it, it's 5.6 isn't it it or is, is it uh 4.5 to 5.6 5.6 okay so just kind of like just jumping to the because you've been using how long have you been using mirrorless for quite a long time or two years now three years uh, two years yeah the two a9 years. is in 2017 okay oh, and, and i like the, the silent shutter that is very useful when you shoot uh, snooker or golf because when you're shooting golf or snooker, usually ah, yeah, you have to shutter, wait no? until the strike. Yeah. yeah, you have to wait until the player strike, or and then you can take picture. Now you can take like any time you want without disturbing the game. Yeah, that's a big advantage. I remember I was uh, shooting once. I think it was the British Open, and Tiger Woods was there, and I accidentally started oh. shooting when he was about to do it and he just kind of looked at me and I said, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, it happens. Like, you know, whatever. Like, they, like I think, yeah, <laughs> like the, the shutter thing is like, I think it shouldn't bother them as much as like, for instance, someone sneezing or, you know, someone saying something, right? Because it's quite a constant thing. Yeah. So I don't really get it that if they cannot concentrate with like, you know, people shouting at them all yeah. the time. So do you, so you have, um, the, the wide angle lens that you use, like which wide angle lens do you use? One of my favorite one is the, I like to use a 28 millimeter lens and then Sony have uh, fisheye adapters okay. that you can put on the 28 
meters and then mm-hmm. turn into a fisheye lens. Oh, cool. Okay. It gives you a very dramatic look of when you're taking wide angle shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can look, make things look more interesting. Things will look very dramatic. I like using that one. Yeah, because uh, my favorite lens is the 14 to 24, and I want to really get as uh, close as possible to the subject, you know, just to, because I think it's like for wide angle lenses, I think the most important thing is that how close you can get to the subject, because otherwise it's just, you know, it's very far. Everything's just very, very far, because it's so wide angle. In terms of, well, your business now, but let's just like, just talk about like business before Corona, because it doesn't really make any sense. Like if we talk about your current business, because if you're working, you probably would be um, working and not talking to me. Before yeah. Corona, yes. Before Corona, like, what was your main source of income as a sports photographer? Before Corona, first, I, I'm still shooting for the university. Mm-hmm. So that is one of my main income. And then other times, I most of the time, I shoot for Nike. They have, like, a lot of uh, running classes, basketball classes. They have a uh, few major events in Hong Kong in, I think, three or five. They have a five-on-five football tournament in Hong Kong. Okay. That should be called football, different terms. And then they have, they also sponsor a high school basketball tournament, which is like the most popular thing in Hong Kong. High school basketball tournament. Yeah, a lot of people going to watch it. It's kind of like the the NBA in Hong Kong. (laughs) And which uh, yeah. schools participate? Because my school probably participates. Because, ah, uh, yeah, so this is, oh, I've not told people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I lived in Hong Kong from 1990 to 1994. So, and I went to a, a school called Hong Kong <laughs> International School. So this is why I'm actually asking this. I'm a bit intrigued now. Do you know uh, DBS? Yes. Yeah, they are always the winner of the men, of the boys the boys basketball school oh i see okay they're they're the best at it and there's a few international school that make it to maybe the final 16 or final 32 okay but local schools are usually Usually, much better no yeah yeah dbs and uh there's one called uh, yingwa do you know yingwa no but it sounds very familiar it's in kowloon it's in kowloon as well okay in kowloon I will have to ask my friends. Ah, DBS and the Ingwa? Yeah, yeah. They are the two rivals in the Hong Kong High School. Cool. <laughs> I got to check that one out. Okay, yeah. so like, so you got the Nike stuff and you got the high school and you got the university. So, so hopefully they will all come yeah. back once Corona is uh, takes a break, I guess, during the summer, maybe a little bit. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that one goes. So you are you able to to make enough money just from sports photography right now? Yeah, I think it's uh, good enough to to get my life going. Okay. And uh, but I think it's it's not easy, especially in Hong Kong. We don't have we don't have uh, many professional sports team. Mm-hmm. So you ha- I have to rely on schools on on commercial stuff those kind of things you don't get a lot of opportunities like i think there's only 10 sports photographer in hong kong that it's full-time shooting sports 
Okay. Because it's very difficult to. It's not like in the West you can shoot one sports or just one team, and mm-hmm. then that that's it. Because in Hong Kong we we have professional soccer league, but uh, the salary it's like. It's like I think it's kind of like the basic salary in McDonald's in the West. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> it's impossible to to support your gear. It's impossible because in sports you have to. The gear is quite important. I won't say it's the only thing, but yes, it's quite important. You have to at least spend some sort of amount on the gear. Yeah. So, yeah. It's nothing you can do about it, really. Like you have to put money into the. <laughs> the lenses and yeah because bodies you have like that there's also a problem now that because the bodies do change quite often they change a lot yeah. less back in the days but like yeah they do now you have to buy them but I think I'm not gonna buy the next uh, Nikon 6 uh, the D6 yeah because I looked at the spec and I was like yeah whatever I don't really care for all these things and I'm, I think I the next like one's gonna D5 be S. It's, I want to get the mirrorless. So whoever kind of offers the best mirrorless package in the next couple of years, like I would like to jump on and say, okay, I would do that. Because I think Sony's not yet, Nikon's not yet, and Canon's not yet. And I just want to see like what their next one is going to be. And then like whoever has the best variety of lenses, you know, will be quite important for me. Spots for the other using mirrorless. We see more now because I think Sony's basically like they were giving them away you know, to sports photographers, like to agencies that they, they would then sell their Nikon or Canon gear via Sony and then Sony would give them their, you know, equipment for them to use. Okay. And I think for individual photographers as well. For me, like, it's whether or not what's the advantage right now of having mirrorless mm-hmm. over DSLR. And so for me, it's not that much right now. I think the focusing thing is very, very good on the mirrorless like much more than it is for the DSLR and that's like my main thing because I always think that the focusing thing was has always been the weakest thing for DSLR and I've used the Sony A9 once and I realized like wow this is really really good in terms of focusing so yeah I think I will wait maybe a year maybe two years and we'll see like where things have um, kind of end up and then after that then I could just kind of make that decision but there's nothing there. I'm not I'm not really in a hurry, you know, to make that decision. Yeah. 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 Are you working on any sort of projects, by the way? Yeah, actually, I'm planning on the projects about it's not shooting sports event. I'm planning to do some portrait with with the local athletes. Mm-hmm. Be- because of the coronavirus, the university game and the high school game is canceled. And some of the students are like in their final years. They don't get a chance to play during their final years of oh, their school. Oh, that sucks. So I'm, yeah. So I'm planning to do a portrait session like about those athletes. Maybe ask them to to wear their jersey or tell try to do uh, pictures or visuals to tell a story about their final sports years story. Or the, their whole entire high school experience story, those kind of things. You should uh, tell them to cry, you know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just show anger or show show 
so like sadness or maybe some of them have other stories behind like i know some of the, like some of the students they have they have brothers or sisters also in the same team or the same school so those like brotherhoods in in those players can maybe make a good story about that yeah i think so i mean i think you have to find a way to tell that visually i think it's yeah. always the most difficult thing to do not have any description on your photo but there is like people can kind of like come up with a story by looking at your photo because i do kind of find like a lot of sports photographers they put the description and you are kind of like forced to read it for you to understand why that picture is significant or interesting which i think is a bit stupid because you're not really doing your you know your job as a um sports photographer if you're doing that but it sounds like a very very good portrait series it'll be really interesting you know if you can get the uh the emotions out you know from the athletes yeah yeah yeah. that's cool do you have any advice to girls and boys who are thinking about becoming a sports photographer in 2020 2020 yeah it's not a good start (laughs) yeah if like i said in before i i like to study photos from everywhere like in movies in in the internet thanks to the internet you you it's a lot easier than before you can check out all the others photographers work and try to look at the best photographer like like if you like to shoot basketball try to look at how the nba photographer going to shoot basketball game and then you you try to apply their their shooting angles or their techniques like how they going to choose pictures how they to choose which pose is the best when shooting the basketball or dribbling or passing the ball try to apply those experience or skills into shooting local sports because you always start from the very low like the very beginning local sports then you move step by step to to a bigger stage and then when you get more experience you will get nervous when you're shooting bigger sports because in bigger sports you always means there's a lot of restrictions there are a lot of rules you cannot rock around during the game when you're shooting local sports high school game you usually can rock around the field you can go anywhere you want you can explore different angles you can explore different techniques you can explore different maybe different shutter speed different lengths those are the time you learn what is good and what is bad what is your strength what is what is the good moment to take pictures when you get to the bigger stage you know what to do you won't panic you understand the whole game these are the things that i learned from my past experience so you just have to make sure that you get you kind of take step by step really and not try to jump in into the deep end yeah too quickly yeah without any preparation yeah. yeah i kind of forgot to ask you like what your what what's your favorite sport to shoot favorite sport to shoot yeah well, i like shoot i think soccer and i would say soccer basketball and american football these three are like favorite sports to shoot and also favorite sports to watch i like to watch sports games oh. like all the time <laughs> that's i agree yeah.
Yeah, me too. I miss I miss uh, watching American sports because I live in in Europe, and you know we don't get because my favorite sport is um, basketball, and we don't get any of it here. So yeah, it kind of sucks. Though I mean, they do come sometimes to to. I think they were in Paris this past season. And oh then, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it, but it's not like they're playing playoffs games. You know, it's just regular season game. So, I mean, yeah, I think I will try to actually go and shoot the the next round, like when for the next season. I want to actually go to Paris and actually go and shoot the uh, the basketball. I think that'll be quite cool to do. Thank you. It's been wonderful to kind of get to know you this way. Um, you've been, you yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so I'll much. Share it to everyone <laughs> yeah because like you know no one's really got anything better to do than to listen to a sports photographer talk about sports photography especially <laughs> in hong kong <laughs> especially in hong kong especially in hong kong yeah but yeah like people like in hong kong if you actually see like uh lampson doing his thing then please uh say hello to him this is the blfs interview series which is uh called time to spare if you've been listening to this interview and if you want to learn more about sports photography please go to biglensfastshutter.com we have been running this now with uh, matt cohen and i and we just are there to make you a better sports photographer we're not the nicest people in the whole world but we get you results you know which is good. I think if you have a bit of a thick skin, you will enjoy our lessons. Thank you, uh, Lampson. Like, really, thank you very much. Just uh, signing off. Uh, and then, like, yeah, one last thing is a Patreon thing. We actually get all our money for the podcast via Patreon, and that is patreon.com slash blfs. And, uh, yeah, you can give us, like, you know, ten dollars or one million whatever how much you want to use like I mean, how much you want to give us we're totally open to it so uh this is uh revocal signing off thanks <laughs>